Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. So welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Queen Divas podcast with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie Ayala McHugh. And we are coming back together after a few weeks of nothing because we've both had crazy stuff going on. And I'm kind of jealous because you have fun stuff like snow. Oh, yes. Catching everybody up. We got hit with some snow here in Texas. So it has been um, a little icy, a little chilly, as we can say, you know, it's it's pretty, pretty cold right now. It's like sub 20s. Um, So it is definitely pretty freaking cold for those that live in the north. I know you guys make fun of us, but we don't see this very often, you know, throughout the year. Um, It's not something that's never happened here, but still it's very like surreal once it is here. So I actually um, can't imagine, I can't imagine Dallas having snow because white right now it's like fully white. (laughs) You know, it's funny. A lot of people think winter, like usually would start talking about seasons, right? We go into uh, the winter thinking like December is winter going into the holiday here. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, winter doesn't really hit Texas until honestly, February, like it just gets yeah, really old in February. Yeah. So going into December, like this was the, probably the warmest December we've ever recalled here in Texas. Um, and then yeah. going to January, we had a nice, obviously trip to Cabo. So we escaped a little bit of like the mild uh, mm-hmm. cold that there was here. And now this feels like a blizzard. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> what about you guys? I think you guys are transitioning into like the fall, um, right? No, like, nah, not at all. No, not right at all. It's just, it's, I'm only got this on because we Summer. literally just landed in Canberra and Canberra's strange. It's cold at random times and then super hot at others. It's really weird. But um, it's a co- it's a cooler day today. So landing here, it's nice. like the wind's up and it feels cold outside. But we're in the middle of our summer and it's humid and hot as shit. Like we've just been- So you guys sick. are at the climax, the peak yeah. right now of your summer. Yeah. So yeah, we're entering for us, like I guess the peak of our winter since yeah. it hasn't been really bad lately. So and um, a lot of that for us it's probably been a cooler summer than we've well, than we're used to even in brisbane we've had cooler periods and we have you know super humid hot days but there have been some really humid hot days and we've had a lot of rain like it's it feels to me like it's an overall cooler more weathered summer as in like we're getting a lot more storms mm. I think in Brisbane, um, my mom was telling me that when we were gone in Melbourne, they literally only had like one day of sunshine the whole time we were gone, which is crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. North here. <laughs> it's like yeah. any of the northern states can relate to that. Like they get mm-hmm. one sunny day or they get like one month of the year that has sun, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> A it's lot of Canadians funny. can relate to that too. <laughs> and when we were in um, Melbourne, we had um, scorching hot days. So humid, so disgusting. Yeah. Oh man, when I went, well, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I went in the peak. I went in the (laughs) peak. And I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it was February um 2019. Now that I'm actually reflecting back, it's like 
holy crap, it was exactly this month. Yeah. Um, you know, a few years back and it was at your climax point. I remember it was humid and it was muggy and hot. Yeah. Like everybody called AC air con. I'm like, what's this air con? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, air conditioner. (laughs) I love y'all's lingo, by the way, all my Australian (laughs) I love it. I always <laughs> laugh at how many times I've had to explain what um, Fortnite is with my oh, international yeah. clients. Like if I say, you know, especially USA, Fortnite, they're like, what's Fortnite? Or if, if we use the word Arvo and they're like, what's Arvo? Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Like <laughs> avocado? Like, okay. So I would think funny. like over here, Arvo is like avocado. <laughs> no, Arvo is a short abbreviation for afternoon. <laughs> Uh, I can still remember the first time I had to meet Toby somewhere. This is about 10 years ago. And I'm like, Toby, I'll just meet you there in the Arvo. We'll go to the, and I gave him these instructions and he's come back to me and he's like, what? I'm meeting you where? Yeah. When? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, Brits. You don't know what Arvo is. It's nice. I was the American asking for ketchup in Australia. And they're like, you meant tomato sauce? So right upon us, guys, yeah, we're, you know, entering the competition season. And I think this is, you know, one of the most anticipated seasons, especially within the WBFF. Uh, April is kind of like the show open, you know, opener where we Mm. start, you know, getting that ball going. And, um, you know, we're, we're working really hard with the team. Allie, I know, is working really closely with her team. Uh, You guys have a show in Australia. We we have a show here in Orlando. Our, Our first show of the year is the weekend before the Orlando show. So what nice. we were so trying before, to do, so you guys are yeah. the show opener. Okay, yeah, nice. yeah. So what we were trying to do was organize to jump on a plane as soon as our show was over on the Sunday to come Shut over up. to Orlando for our Orlando team, and we're still waiting. We have been trying oh. to organize this for about the last two and a half months, but the airfare and the um, frequency of flights from Australia to the US is really minimal at the moment. So. So we've been trying to work around the options and what would what we've got available to us and what would even get us in, you know, sort of a couple of days before the show type thing. And we're still waiting on our um, flight agent to come back to us with another alternative because two of the ones that she presented just weren't going to work. So, so this is in the works. We might yeah, have Yeah, so yeah, yeah I think we are fingers news. crossing that we get to come across. Oh, we get Orlando to reunite show. finally. Yeah. Well, if it happens, what we'll do is we'll do Orlando, then we'll come across and stay with you and Kerry for a few days, whatever, before oh, we fly please home. Do. Yes, We're just please, hoping please, that we please. can get a goddamn airline and flight that works. Like I am going to tour that belly around and making sure that you get fed that's, and obviously you get a really good experience and time over here. I'm uh, excited to see you guys again. And you guys have usually an amazing team going into these shows too. So yeah. we normally, you know, like to, you know, get have a lot more- of time girls yeah I guess our girls together our guys together and make sure that everybody you know has a, a good time since we consider Allie's angels and dynasty you know an yes. actual sister team so we you know 100%. came up together and uh, Allie you coming over to the states would be absolutely incredible so tell us yeah. about you know when's it you said it's the weekend before Orlando so that would what, what weekend does that fall on for um is it oh the gold coast? Is it gold coast um hang on I'm trying to work it out now I don't even remember. Is it is it the location Gold Coast or is it Sydney? Where do you no, guys have Gold Coast? So we're Gold like, Coast. what date's the Orlando show? We have it the fifteenth and sixteenth. Yeah, so we're this we're the eighth. I thought so. So we're okay. the eight, a registration on the eighth, show on the ninth. 
Nice. And then it's, and then it's all um, under the week later. Yeah. Is that a pro show or is that an original show? No, I really honestly thought they might have made it a pro-am just because we missed our pro-am last year. But they've decided, no, they're going to keep only the one pro-am here, which will be the same one as usual in October. So this one is just going to be an amateur-only show, but it's going to be pretty big. Like, the numbers already look huge. Oh, I'm sure you guys are just antsy. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone from all the cancelled shows last year are just ready exactly. to get on stage exactly. no matter what. Sure, and you guys I are going to have a lot of travelling, too. I think because um, New Zealand got cancelled and New Zealand's um, bubble is opening up now, they'll be able to fly to Australia as of the 27th of February. So we're going to see, you know, a massive number of people, I think, wanting to come across and compete from there. I mean, we have several New Zealand athletes in our team for the April show that we're prepping just in case. And then thankfully it's come through. So they've not been prepping for nothing, which is nice. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be a really decent show. And this is the show where they have, you know, our transformation division. So it's it's a really, it'll be a really beautiful, you know. Which, by the way, is my favorite class. I love it. Always yeah. has been and I always will be. Uh, it's very, very dear to me. I think those that undermine it and actually think like it's a, oh, I should you know, they, they feel offended. Like if you actually tell them to start in transformation and it's not because we think lesser of you, it's because you actually have to go through that transforming journey before you actually start trying to be competitive with not just yourself. Right. So I find that transformation is so beautiful. So if you guys have never seen it, for those that haven't listened, transformation is uh, where you're able to showcase, you know, your weight loss journey. It doesn't have to just be a weight loss journney. It can just be, you know, a survival journey of you, you know, using fitness as an outlet to, you know, obviously cope or become better, uh, whether if that's a sickness, a disease, um, you know, an accident, you know, some type of uh, injury, right? Like something that inhibits you from training. Um, I remember my first pro show, I cried with um, the girl in a wheelchair, right? She just strolled herself out there. And I, and I just remember coming into tears, like I'm over here complaining about my heels, right? Like I'm complaining about walking in these heels and this girl can't even walk, you know, on stage. And she looks so confident. And um, it's just one of those things that once you see that class and when they come out and you know, that joy, it's just incredible. So definitely. It's really a, uh, really a dry eye in the house for that beautiful yeah never feel guilty or never feel like you're lesser for starting in yeah. transformation it's a great yeah. way for you to get your feet you know into the wbff understand mm-hmm. the ins and out of the show uh and you know know if this is really something you want to do you know i think yeah, this is it's, not it's, made for everybody which competition season's crazy i feel <laughs> like all my clients are starting to already get so antsy they're starting to yeah. get already in their head i'm like guys we're February like this is we're barely February 1st at the you know at the beginning of the month yeah we're you know not so far you know away from the beginning but it's just crazy how what I are your forget. um what are your top freakouts give us like give oh us my god am I gonna be ready am I gonna <laughs> be ready that's like I swear to god probably the most common question I need to this, right? uh, I'm <laughs> laughing because I'm yeah. hearing all the same stuff so or it's, it's my weight hasn't moved and it's been five uh-huh. days <laughs> Oh my God. I started the diet three days ago. Why am I not seeing any changes? It's like, oh my God. Like you guys just got serious, like maybe a week ago. Like yeah. and you thinking that a week of doing yeah. everything perfect to the T, I've ate everything on the meal plan, did all my cardio sessions and I've worked yeah, out. I like, but for a week, 
I'm like a week straight. <laughs> look at your previous yeah. history, please. Like, look at what you did before yeah. that, you know, and maybe yeah. what you ate before that. So maybe don't jump into uh, maybe thinking that things are going to happen so quickly. So I think the, am I ruddy is probably the most overused and probably the most, yes. I, and then it's, I hear. you know, when someone says, am I ready? It's like compared to what, right? Like it's yeah. what, what are you comparing it against when you ask, am I ready or will I be ready? You know, you're peaking for a certain time. We're not at that time yet. There's a lot of time between now and that time, you know, and that's up to you, you to exactly. tick the boxes, you to be consistent, you to be adherent, you to be compliant, you to put in the intensity, you to put 100%. in the sleep. Like, and we can't even come down to that. that. No yeah. matter how many times they ask that question, do yeah. you know yeah. what you do in the middle of the night? Yeah. Right. Or like, do we know, like, if you're actually adding on the weight and are just yeah. not like trying to lie to the coaches to make them, you know, think that they're actually yeah. lifting or doing the exercises. Like we know just everybody out there that's listening to you. And these are our clients, right? We know when you don't do the program and you just think <laughs> that we believe that you're doing it, you know, because you're checking it off or, you know, you're doing that yeah. accountability side, but you're not following maybe everything to the T. So only because you just jump back on the bandwagon, like for a week or two weeks, don't expect to see that progress immediately. Um, I think another one is, I mean, Ali, you relate probably another <laughs> to this one is, I, you don't know how bad I want to win that crown. Oh my, and honestly, I think oh. that one is probably just kind of like a slap to the face. Oh, no, no, no. It's, I really want it, like, I want to go pro, but I'm expecting it first go, or I'm expecting Oh, that's the same, exact same mindset. You know what I mean? And and my my actual question, whenever I hear someone say that is, okay, great. So what are you going to do when you are? What are you going to do with it? What's it going to change for you? What's it going to do? What what magically is going to appear in your life like a unicorn and be different if you get that little piece of paper? Because that's effectively what it is, team. A uh, little piece of paper. Exactly. But if you get exactly. that and you get that this time versus three more times, which is what it probably most likely will take because the stats, just so you're all aware listening to this, is that it can be anywhere between three to seven shows before you go pro. That's and it. That's the stats. Hard, fast facts. Watch so many clients all between you that. Pro. So you might be amazing. You might look amazing. That doesn't mean that the girl you're standing next to hasn't already been on stage three, four times already and has kept coming back and improving and progressing. So that's not to say, should you not go pro, you don't have the potential to. It's just, it's to say that the girl next to you has gone away and kept working hard at it to come back even better. So For now sure. that's your turn to go away, work hard at it and keep coming back even better. So I guess, you know, the key to this is look deeper for bigger whys than just a piece of paper and a title in your Instagram banner, because it really doesn't mean much. And unless you're doing something out of it, you're making a business out of it. And let me just be frank, if you don't already have a business doing anything with anything in fitness, that's a hard slog. It's a very saturated market and you're going to have to, you're going to have a lot of hard work ahead of you. So it doesn't magically make you successful, rich, or, um, you know, uh, clients flooding at your gates. Cause it does not, there's a long path for you to walk after you go pro. If it's about revenue too. My point is have a bigger, better reason than just the piece of paper and just a status thing, because you might not get it first time around. So you better have something else driving you, motivating you, continuing to push you to get it. And then when you do get it, have the right approach to what it means. Don't be entitled. Don't have expectations that are unrealistic and know that just because you get it, you become a goldfish swimming with the sharks real fast. 
Real oh man, Ali, I couldn't agree more. Sorry like you fast. hit everything on the head and that was well said. There really is that mindset of thinking like I have to win my first show because so-and-so did it. Or I've watched uh, Rachel Dillon win her, you know, her first world title and won the crown and can become the world champion on her first, you know, attempt. Like guys, it's not, it's not saying that it's impossible. You just have it's to be realistic. Very and it is very, 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 and you can be the unicorn. You can be the, I'm not telling you, you can't be that unicorn, but let's be realistic, right? Exactly. And I have seen so many statistics and yes, it's going to take you multiple tries and you shouldn't actually quit just because first time you didn't do well. And And I think that's the, that's the point of our conversation is it have tenacity, have resilience, have patience and have realistic timelines and you know if you're not coached by one of us and not having and not having someone have really honest conversations like Steph and I both do then you need to be sitting down having that honest conversation with yourself and then raise it with your coach and be like you know look this may take us a few goes but I'm in it for the long haul because it means a lot to me and now you know for me it's I'm going to turn up on this stage the best I've looked yet. And when I turn up next time, I'll be better than this will be, you know, and that's the attitude you've got yes. to have. So and it's going of- momentum. Like I Correct. feel like this momentum that gets built, you know, from doing, doesn't mean you have to do multiple shows. That's not what we're saying. It just means that you actually have to think of the future post-show. Like yeah, the correct. show doesn't, it's not the deadline. Yes, it's the deadline, yeah. but yeah. there is still an after. And mm-hmm. if we just think of the win, oh my gosh, I've watched girls win and, the win actually isn't satisfying. Like no. it's satisfying to an extent because they they knew that yeah. they you know, won, but it didn't fulfill that gap of what they thought it was going to do. Or like yeah. you yeah. actually said it well, Ali, about like yeah. thinking that this pro status or a crown or anything like that by winning first place is going to bring you you know money or your business yeah. is going to grow. Like and it, it doesn't, doesn't for it most doesn't. people. For very for, and I'll, I'll be very frank. For very few, will it translate? To an but those are that are already invested Correct. into this brand and are actually invested and involved in the industry already. I find Correct. that the ones that start because they, they think, oh, well, now I can become an online trainer because I'm oh a pro yeah. and you don't really even like people. Let's just put it that way. You don't even <laughs> like people. Like, how, can, how can you go from not liking people? Like I came from a customer service industry. So mm-hmm. I, I like people to an extent, okay? I don't like um, how humans can, you know, work, you know, because of our victimology and all of Mm -hmm. this type of mindset, but that's stuff that can be, that can actually be broken. You know, it's about actually, you know, following the right path, having the right people in your corner and you can actually change. But I mean, that's because I love changing actually somebody's life, making an impact. I don't want to be for, I guess, the general public. And I am, and I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm okay with not being, you know, the coach for everybody. You know, I think this is, very, very diverse worlds where there's going to be someone for you, you know, and yeah, if you, have, if you want a coach is. that's going to be maybe a little more flexible yeah, then yeah. you know, go find maybe a more flexible coach, you know, uh, if you want somebody more strict going with something a little more strict, or if you don't like maybe somebody being a little more blunt with you and having a little tough love, then yeah, that's probably not you know, <laughs> someone I, you should be with. I always um, think um, it's better to be very honest about your style and very you know honest about where you're at and what you're willing to put in right and what I mean by that is some people just don't want to know the truth they want someone to tell them what they want to hear 
And there are a lot of coaches out there that will do that, you know, so I agree with you. I think, you know, you should walk away from something that isn't going to give you what you need at that point in time. And as a coach, you should be able to tell someone to walk away. You know, I think it's super, super important. Yes. This comes in. I want in this. Look, if you're a client that just hops from coach to coach, it's probably not the coach. Let's just be honest. (laughs) There's a common denominator and it's it's not all the people. Yeah. It's probably not (laughs) just the coach. That's the problem here. Not saying that they don't have some issues, but if you are a coach hopper, let's like, let's look a little bit more internally. Right. And actually see what is it that you're not coachable with. There's something that you continue trying to seek that is not matching right or falling the way you want it to fall and um it just makes you uncomfortable right so yes being true with yourself and having those harder conversations if you don't have a coach um and this is still you know really relative with our competitive season because we're all here trying to better ourselves right i think the competition season arises so much notion around oh, I want to maybe compete. This is around when people that aren't competitors already, right? Like maybe they're newbies or have been on the fence and have been wanting to compete. This is kind of when they're scouting and looking for coaches or, or, or shows, right? Like what show could I potentially do? What coach could I go to? Uh, And they're like, maybe, you know, pricing or trying to do all this stuff. Like, look, there's way more to than just the interface of what, oh my God. actually reflects right and and you really do have to connect you have to know your own personality uh their style uh but this goes into are you really ready to compete this is a question that i really have to always ask any client of mine that's kind of having that itch or like on the fence of hey i want to become a competitor like this is something i want to do um i mean yes it's 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 an amazing journey guys but being competitive too also you know, it's opening the door to self-sabotage. And I, I find that that is one of the bad areas to be before you start, you know, obviously a prep. I mean, we've talked about bad relationship with food, definitely a no-no, right? Like off limits. If you already in, uh, let's say a chronic diet or really struggling with, you know, relationship with any food groups and you're not ready. You shouldn't be considering it. No, because it's only going to exacerbate it and potentially lead Mm -hmm. you down a wormhole of way worse behaviors and thought processes right so true and I think you know this is probably going to be indicative too in some of the questions that people are throwing at at us around this time as well and if you are incapable of looking at your own lane and you constantly look Mm. sideways and do this big comparison thing and you're comparing your chapter one to someone's chapter 59 which is just (laughs) ridiculous then again I think you're probably not ready because I think that your purpose and reason for competing might not necessarily come from the right space um and i think you know when you are really intrinsically motivated and it's actually about your own personal development and and that should be first and foremost you don't give a shit about what anyone else is doing all you really care about is your own performance that you're turning up that you're you know putting in the work that you are bettering yourself right you really don't look at anyone like i've said this before in so many interviews over the last decade can you believe I've been a pro for almost a decade? Wow. Um, <laughs> and my thing is this. thing, Ali. That's awesome. It, it is pretty awesome. I love it. When I do my comeback show, um, it'll it'll almost be my decade celebration. So there's so much cool shit about my oh, comeback man. show that You're I'm excited about. Your comeback. All it's these comebacks. cool story. Are making me so excited. <laughs> have a couple, um, you know, yeah, girls that are just, you know, coming from, you know, either being yeah. pregnant or yeah. uh, in this stage. And I'm like, just so excited because I know you and it's them are going to cool. be kind of like in the, in that journey. It to is. It's comeback, super, but. super cool. And um, getting back to this conversation though, th- this is actually truth. I don't follow any of my competitors. 
anyone that I get on stage against, <laughs> I only follow a couple of them that are good strategy. That friends with that I, you know, respect that, um, you know, are worthy of my time really. Um, but there's, I don't, I don't look at them. I don't care when I'm prepping and I get people send me stuff. I'm like, don't send me. Like, I don't need to know what oh, man. Joe's That's doing. Not a good like, person I'm, really I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy mm-hmm. doing me. So I also have the mindset that, Hey, I bet they're all watching me. Let's let them watch. I don't need to watch them. Right. So oh, I think that sure. when you have that attitude and you're just so insular in your journey, there's really not going to be much that can distract you or derail you. And I think that's super important. And again, I bring it back to if you are in the right space to compete, this is what it should look like. You shouldn't have comparison. You shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be because it's not about anyone else. You do this for you. Not at all. And you have a, a bigger, deeper why that should be connected to something relevant to you that has nothing to do with external validation, status, followers, likes, revenue, and other fucking people. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but it shouldn't. So if you're asking your coach about it, I want you to sit down and reflect on what I just said and think, am I I self-sabotaging myself? And go and detox your feed and get rid of the people that you're worried about for whatever dumb reason you're looking at Mary Jane. Just get off social media. If you're at that place, like... If you are already at that place and you just cannot stop, you just need to get off. Like that's just really the thing that you've got to do. You've got to block it off. You should just delete the app, honestly. Like the best (laughs) way to do it. I've taken it off of athletes. I've actually logged some of my pros out. Doesn't mean your account is deactivated, okay? Just means the app isn't there to not mess with you, meaning that you won't have the tendency to go and click that button. Like sometimes you don't even realize. I'll be sometimes, you know, with my phone, I'm like, how the hell did I even get to this app like I wasn't even doing (laughs) you know but your freaking fingers are like already like just hypnotized I guess and you know you know mechanically just go straight into certain apps and you're like how did I get here what am I even searching for what was I doing right like and it's really easy to lose that not just train of thought but also you spiral right into that comparison hole I find like it's this this big deep hole, this black hole that you get so hard to dig yourself out of because then you've gone so deep that you just continue comparing and nothing ever is enough for you because you don't feel like you're good enough for your own self. But that's where it becomes external to you, right? The journey is external to you. And that's crazy to me because this journey is a really big internal locus of control, right? It's you having a locus of control over your immediate actions that you need to take in order to be able to present that physique on, on the deadline date, right? So why the hell should you care what anyone else is doing or not doing? And you're only seeing five minutes of their highlight reel anyway, like forget about them, you know, just drop it. Like that's my first thought process. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I sort of get at this point in time is girls start freaking out and a lot with your you know am I going to be ready or do I look ready for where I should be at right now is but she looks like this and oh my yes, god which I'm please. on stage with her and then they oh man all the pictures and you're like I'm you not gonna lie I've been there so I'm not gonna I mean I'll be honest either. I've been there like I remember my first show like I had already selected the first show and I remember you know starting to like look at who was going to be the girls in my class and who was <laughs> I've never done and, that you know that was it. okay look I was an amateur I learned real <laughs> fast like I learned really fast <laughs> not to do that 
because you just go into this big sour attitude thinking, oh, the show's fixed. Oh my God. They picked her because she had more followers. Oh my God. Like she is a, you know, fake, butt. whatever the hell your excuses are, you know, about why that person won or why that person you're going up against is going to beat you. Most likely they're going to beat you because of all these excuses. Because you've told yourself. Yeah. You told yourself that already. And going into my first ever show, I remember, um, for those of you that, you know, know the name, Roberta Zuniga, she was like, if we talk about her profile, she's like five or 6 million on, you know, Instagram. And, um, I remember just already being a follower of hers. Like I was, it wasn't somebody that I had looked up. I just remember running across my feed and finding out she's doing the same freaking show that I had just registered for in the same class. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and I remember actually, instead of exciting me, which things now it freaked you out different mindset. Oh yeah. It freaked me out. Like it yeah, freaked me yeah. out versus then the whole time I remember just like staring like at her stories. Every time she fucking posted anything. You were so funny though. And the main reason I probably never did it anyway was because babe, I didn't even have Instagram when I first stood on table. You. One on my <laughs> <laughs> I, even had, I think I said when I won my first title, which was my very first show, um, I literally set up Instagram after that. And I think oh, really? when, I went, when I went pro in the WBFF, I had like maybe 300 followers. So, that's, <laughs> so that was my situation. Yeah. They were all my, my, my actual college and high school friends and family. Crazy. And, you know, that was just my internal circle. It was just like yeah. 300 people. And once, and I remember this is just, again, prior to my competitive, you know, journey. And I picked that show and I thought it was a one and done. I don't know if we've talked about, yeah. you know, our journeys going into competing, but once I yeah. realized I was hooked and I was actually like, oh, wow, this is something I really want to do. Yeah. Let's pick another show. Then I was, you know, really ready to actually think I can win. I never really went into that show thinking like I'm going to win, but I remember making it, making me so sour about her already being there because of me already following her every fucking footstep thinking that, you know, I'm going Mm. up against this gal. And anyway, that lets you realize so quickly the power of the mind and how overthinking is going to stress the hell out of you. And which leads into one of the most common things I'm also getting right now from clients. It's not even just as much questions as much as it is them dealing with anxiety already yeah, which i find way too early i'm like it's just way too early oh yeah commentary about their internal dialogue just mm-hmm. being, you know, verbally diarrheaed onto us and it's sometimes it's <laughs> all a, the time it's a scary <laughs> spew fest i tell you some of the things they come out with i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. where did that come from and yes, then you're like sit down or, or, Hey, you know what I love honestly is like if they like let it out right and like you don't even respond like you just give them a moment and then just respond I'm fine now I'm sorry I'm sorry for <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly find that probably the that's probably the most uh funny to me just oh because I get it I get that they're you know obviously you know like you said uh spewing out and all their feelings you know, and that, sometimes too what I found and this might be the case for you is that it'll be the ones that you think have actually got their shit together that all of a sudden will just sit down and go they'll just they'll just dump some stuff where you're like holy crap okay all right wow that wasn't what I was expecting so you know for everyone listening to this it's totally normal if you are having a little mini freak out and you are someone that on the surface and maybe even to a deeper degree you know internally do tend to have pretty good balance and do tend to have most things figured out it's okay to actually be nervous about a show the one thing you don't want to do though is let that nerve or completely derail you, you know, and hijack your vehicle because 
uh-huh. you still are in control, even though you might have to take a pause on the side of the road to have a breather, that's fine. But don't go giving up control to silly things like comparing yourself to others or questioning your protocols or questioning the fact that weight hasn't moved much in a couple of days, because guess what? You've probably got a whole heap of shit in your intestine to be passed. Like, I'm telling you, it can be the craziest little things, but they can become these big mountains, right? And my biggest piece of advice is before you have any of those meltdown moments, just stop and take a breath and actually ask yourself, you know, is this something that I'm really going to care about a week from now? And is it something that really, you know, warrants losing sleep over tonight? Because most of the time you're going to say no, no to both of those questions. Right. And it's again, as I said, normal and okay to have some basic nerves, but I think talk through them before they become a massive meltdown, you know, actually overthinking people. I swear like one of the biggest keys here is you're overthinking, like you're overthinking your program. Am I doing enough cardio? If am am I doing enough squats? Am I even hitting my glutes enough? Like, am I losing body fat quick enough? Am I dropping weight enough? Let your coaches worry about this. If you put in all your effort, if you actually give a hundred percent and you know you left no stone unturned you went you know max effort max to your potential then there's nothing nothing that's going to make you regret being on stage or your whole prep if you really are in good hands which again don't overthink it and start thinking your coaches are doing something not enough for you or you know maybe you're just not following the right protocols because guess what that's someone else that you're looking at, like comparing your journey, your journey saying, well, they're doing, you know, this much cardio or they're not doing any cardio. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How many times I get that? Like, Everyone's different. Question. Like, oh my God. Thing. Everyone's different. And then I'm just going to throw this out there. People, people freaking lie. People will post mm-hmm. on socials that they're consuming a thousand calories more than is actually feasibly capable unless they're training seven hours a day to maintain that figure. So don't believe everything that you freaking read on socials. Don't sit there and go, hey, we know these people firsthand. So yeah, like old love over here is cutting on 3000 calories. Yeah, that's nice. I wonder what drug cycle she's running too. There's no (laughs) way she'd be doing that on, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, this is why I'm saying to most of my clients, like, don't always take your space right now and say, well, I'm doing this, but she's doing the same thing over here. So therefore it should look the same. Everyone's individual. Everyone has a completely different set of parameters. Don't compare. And also secondly, don't just take it at face value. You don't believe half the crap you see on Instagram. Cause I'm telling you, it is a lot of it not freaking real or oh, there's crap. other yeah. stuff going on behind the scenes. Well, they're trying to sell something or okay? exactly. like at, exactly. at the end of the day, if their business is online and if they are an influencer, most yeah. of the time they have to sell something. So yeah. if that is the case and you know, you're trying to, you know, follow in somebody's footsteps and think that this person's God, not to that extreme, but you know, you follow them with so much inspiration and respect. And you think that you have to do their protocols the same exact way that they do it's not going to give you the same results. It might give you some results, you know, to start, you know, that's, I think pretty normal for anyone that hasn't adapted to a new program. Uh, but it's not really going to be in longevity. It's not going to be something that's built for you. Something custom is custom to you. It's adjusted to you. So making sure that you don't allow your, you know, mind to overpower you and, you know, really derail you from prep, uh, a competitive season is also being competitive with your own self, which is where it starts. Yeah. 
not just against other people. Uh, yes, actually, this, the act of it is, yes, you're going up on stage with other women. But if you think about it, instead of you going up to compete against other women or other men, you're going to be going up on stage with them. If you yeah, really exactly. think of it that way, you're going to just stop looking at who's next to you or how many people are in the show. It's probably another common question I get asked. How many people are going to be in the show? How many people will be in my class? <laughs> who cares? You know, like, Don't worry about it. What if there's only three? And what if there's, you know, 150? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, if whether if you are your best, you're going to show up as your best. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Exactly. So if you give exactly. your all effort, all, you know, all your, all your heart, you know, give every little ounce of sweat you possibly can give, be very meticulous with your meals and be very meticulous with just your organizational skills and setting yourself up. You're going to do amazing. I don't care who you are. If you actually set yourself up and do these small things, you follow an, a, you know, a custom program. I can't say if you follow a cookie cutter one, cause I mean, I can't speak for that. I don't know what results you'll get, if any. So making sure, you know, you, you do take care of these small things you look at this season as a competitive season against yourself um these are some insights of some things that we've been dealing with you know entering the season we're not really even fully in it we're barely entering it we're starting to get to that corner where yes things are going to yeah. start getting a little tougher for some you know clients uh, that are for this first show of the year especially since you guys are a week before ours i completely yeah. get where their mind is going already and this question about at eight weeks out or ten weeks out am i ready Come on, don't be, re- this is ridiculous. Be. Like and you look, should, we've not, actually, should not be ready. We've, we've talked about this on a previous episode too, where, you okay. know, look, when you start to hit stra- strides and straps and you're really sort of noticing it is at around that six week out mark and between six weeks out and show day alone, the changes are pretty so profound. Much. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just goes to show that you can't be looking at yourself at a static point in time at 12 weeks, 10 weeks out and being like oh but I don't think I'm where I should be and that's why again I always throw up the question of based on what the other thing that I always suggest to people too is that and especially because if you're coming in from another show another season and off season and you've been improving from a stage to a stage this isn't just a first time competitor here these are our repeats but don't look at your last prep and go oh at this point to stage I look like this because you should have more mass there may have been other variables and, you know, considerations in the off season, in the pre-prep, you might've been recovering reproduction. You might've been recovering, you know, metabolic baselines. There might've been a push to actually get you to a healthy space in a caloric intake. So therefore your starting point might look different. There might be a healthier approach to the way you're tapering to stage to try to preserve more mass in the, you know, process of losing body fat. There can be 101 reasons why you don't look like you did at the exact same time in the season prior. It doesn't mean though that you're not going to be better because nine times out of 10, you usually are. It's just, I oh, think for sure. If you're year round, yeah. If you're, you're uh, yeah, if you're a competitor that, yeah. you know, trains year round or someone like you said that, you know, has done multiple shows and is doing them. I think it's a really good uh, way to gauge kind of where you're at. Cause I do find that a useful tool, even kind of like for myself, when I compare my, you know, let's say 12 weeks out versus, you know, my 12 weeks out, you know, from the previous years, it does help, but you have to also understand your body. And if you're going through the same process, it's just like Ali said, like if you're undergoing a building phase and you just were at the tail end of a building phase, you shouldn't look the yeah. same as being coming out from a reverse let's put it and that a lot way. of the times where i see that is where someone's come from a really unhealthy prep or they have literally had um 
a conditioning level that's not even been right for their category. And then they're coming in and they're actually doing it right or they're doing a much healthier prep process. And because of that health- It'll look the same. Yes. It looks different. But the reality is most of the time by doing that approach, they're going to nail the category criteria way better. So it's like getting it through their head that being- dick skin lean in bikini is not appropriate so now coming through and looking like a bikini girl looks really different and that's a good thing you might actually win something finally but you and know hitting what I'm on, saying, yes hitting on that ellie because yeah this kind of wraps up you know our episode in regards to competitive season um very important if you are switching over from federations uh whether yeah. it's at the dc inba ocb or so many freaking a b c d e f g whatever you know, kind of <laughs> Federation you come from, I really highly recommend to be looking at a WBFF official coach because it's really important to know that the criteria does it's different across the board for all categories. And it's even though it's bikini and all divisions, I'm sorry, like in all type of federations, the division requirement looks completely different. The conditioning level Mm -hmm. is very different. And also even the emphasis on certain muscle groups anatomically yeah. incorrect muscle shape and groups is like <laughs> you know what i mean like where oh yeah like i don't want any quads on you and let me give no, you just give me the upper glute crazy. don't give me hamstrings like oh. just give me the glute and give me some delts i'm like what is wrong with this like this exactly. is so proportionate to the I body know. but again to each their own everybody has their desired look of what they want to achieve yeah and choosing you know the brand and the federation that actually gives the look that you're trying to achieve and being realistic of how close or how achievable that look is to you is very important. So, you know, entering this, you know, competition season, you know, take notes on everything that we said. Hopefully you guys were able to learn a couple things and maybe uh, reduce some anxiety and get, you know, those stressors not knowing that it's okay to be where you're at in that, you know, doubtful side of things or feeling like you're not ready. Just do everything on your program, hit that cardio as hard as you can, hit those rates as hard as you can, give max effort to your max potential, and you'll honestly shine so bright to your best ability. And I think that, you know, the biggest key take home to this too is have really open, honest, and timely conversations with your coach surrounding whatever it is that is potentially, you know, um, coming up for you, whether it's a a little bit of nerves, whether it's a little bit of fear, whether it's a little bit of self-doubt, because everyone will do that at some point in time. Don't sit on it. Don't fester it. Don't let it boil over and don't let it become something that makes you convinced that six to seven other women on social media are going to beat you because of xyz reasons which are usually really stupid anyway but you can talk through them and you can save yourself and save your mental state and save your prep too before you go Mm -hmm. doing something that's self-destructive so i think for everyone listening to this you know check in think about the things that might be going on for you internally have discussions with your coach be doing your check-ins thoroughly and providing the information that's required plus any angst moments that you're having because it gives the coaching you know relationship and opportunity to work through it and then i think you're going to have a much better entry into the season um, and a much better experience come show day i think you know really taken on board the advice is to where you're at at this point in time versus where, you know, long-term you physically want your physique to be. You might be wanting to be a fitness level diva at some point, but you realistically are only bikini now. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen to the the guidance of professionals on where you should be sitting as well. Um, But other than that, 
I hope you've had a bit of a giggle out of some of our conversation today and or taken some, you know, little, I've got to give myself an uppercut moment if you are one of the people doing this to yourself um, and then oh. you, know, you take something out of it because, you know, I think um, often a lot of the times the things that- No daggers to any of my clients. I just, I love all of you guys. Okay. I do love all y'all, but uh, <laughs> just let me all know it's at the same time. We need to stop overthinking. I think this is just a concept for everybody, it's, you know. So it's, common, so common and so yes, common for amateurs because it's a first time doing something and it's a, it can be a pretty big overwhelming deal, right? But, um, you know, the point of the story is, you're not alone. So be able to be, you know, open and, and have conversations to work your way through it. Absolutely. You'll have a support system, especially if you're doing this, you know, with the right people in your corner, it's very important, you know, to open, like you said, open your emotions, let us know. Uh, but at the same time, you know, just know that this is way more, way more internal work that needs to be done than external. Oh so, yeah, 100%, 100%. Can't wait to well, see I'm, you at a show, Ali. So I'm oh my really God, I am keeping fingers crossed here in the States. That, keeping fingers crossed that we can make this work and be there because I would love to see you guys. I'd love to catch up with everyone. I can't wait to see Toby far out. This yeah. It's been way too long. Um, Reunion time. So exactly, hopefully we can uh, get exactly. you to skip over that big ass pond. <laughs> see all of my team. I think also too, you know, I can't wait to just see everyone that's opening the season, you know, across our stages here, your stage is there. Fingers crossed. I, I get to witness oh, it. It's going to be mega. Both, but I'm sure you guys have a big buzz. Wait. We have oh, a it is. buzz for this first show. It's always so it's a buzzing. vibe. Always a oh, vibe yeah. coming into a show and coming into a show season. I love it. I, I get motivated by it. It's, it's yeah, awesome. it's one of my favorites. It's the way we kind of like amp up that, you know, start of the prep for us too, right? So uh, it's, it, hey, we can't wait to have you back on stage. You're going to make a badass comeback. I can't first, wait. First, I need to see you. So, so hopefully excited. we can get her over here to the States uh, and you guys can meet her for those that are, you know, obviously here in the, in, in the United States and maybe be at Orlando um, and everyone that's coming from Australia that I know has up. been setting up some, some shows. I think I see a lot of Australians that are, you know, yeah. kind of saying they're going to do worlds or, yeah. you know, a pro show. Yeah. And so I I'm think looking that, forward to seeing so many of you. I think that we will see quite a high contingent of Australians doing worlds. Look, and they're the ones that can afford it. Cause I'll tell you now, and we've talked about this before, the flights are ridiculous. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the whole oh, no travel side of things is not as accessible or affordable as it normally is for us. So, so I think, you know, there'll be quite a few that will invest in that. Um, there'll be a few that unfortunately probably just can't afford to do it, you know, and oh, man, it's, it's, it's a shame that it's like that, but it is like that. So I'm kind of almost grateful that my show is not till the very end of the year. And I'm hoping by then flights increase prices come down and it's, you know, just look, hopefully you guys down. get all these restrictions backed off it's way more stupid. and you guys have a lot, a lot more freedom wait. to be able to travel. So yeah, uh, look forward to it, Ali. And all right, hey, darling, see you guys on the next episode, guys, thanks for listening. Can't wait next time. Thanks everyone. Speak soon. Bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas pod on Twitter at Queen Divas four and follow our hosts on Instagram Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF pro and Steph at Stephanie Ayala seven. See you all next week.